This episode of the Heat Check Podcast is brought to you by Romp Him. You ever see your lady with a nice romper on and think, why can't the boys have one of those? Well, now you can with Romp Him. Go to romphim.com slash heatcheck and you can get 20% off a romper just for you, a male. It's the hottest thing this summer. You want to have one July 4th? Well, we got an American flag. We got Hawaiians. We got them all. Again, romphim.com slash heatcheck. For 20% off the best romper you can find, hit the fucking music. What's up, Ben? Welcome to the Dirty Dozen edition of the Heat Check Podcast. This is Randy Williams. And here with me in the studio, he wants you to check the tape. He only mixed a couple pills. It's Justin Adler. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing tonight? It's good to be back. Uh, It's been a bit. It's been a bit. We uh, couldn't keep our fans waiting anymore. Yeah, so everybody was clamoring. Yeah, you know, everyone's been complaining, asking us where we've been, what we've been doing, how we could give up on the loyal Heat Check fans. But we we didn't give up. You know, we got stronger. Yeah. We We took some reps. We had an off season, you know. We went we went through off season. We've been at OTAs. Yeah. We've been showing up at everything, uh, working out, working on our lungs to get more more verbiage out. The vocal cords, the vocal all cords. that things. It's like you know how the it's two weeks before the finals start. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it was like that. You know, we, we just took our time. Yeah, two weeks between the eleventh and twelfth episode. We had to work up our beer drinking stamina uh, as much as we can. The natties. Had its toll on us every now and then, and now, you know, we're uh, immune to Natty Daddies almost. Yeah, and, and another thing that also kind of uh, held us back was that we had that huge McNugget eating competition. Oh, boy. I'm still feeling the effects. Let me tell you, you know, going into it, there's a lot of people I've talked to who are like, oh, wow, you only ate 40 McNuggets. You're only in that range. And they're like, oh, if I had 10 minutes to eat it, I'd probably eat like 60. And I'm like, well, do it then. If you got 10 minutes, eat more than 40 McNuggets. The thing is, there's people out there who can do it, but the first 20 go down smooth. I think Randall and I ate 20 in three minutes, and then you hit a wall. It's like the second you take a break to catch your breath, you just start feeling all that pink slime backing up your intestines, and you just feel your heart starting to get, you're beating, it's a little slower, your blood pressure's getting a little bit, a little bit higher, mm-hmm. and you're just not feeling too great. The main thing is your jaw gets tired. You know, you got to practice the the jaw strength. I I don't know if we don't chew enough gum. I already got a jaw issue, as everyone who knows me knows. Yeah. Uh, I got jaw problems. A bit of a clicker. A bit of a clicker. I mean, one piece of advice for anyone out there, because I know a lot of people want to take the McNugget Challenge, don't do what I did. I ate a Chipotle burrito that day, and I also was drinking beer during the competition. But Randall, this guy's, this guy's over here making excuses. He I lost. lost. I, I knew he texted me I at like two o'clock and said I had Chipotle for lunch, and I knew I knew from that second he was going to lose and blame it on that. No, I lost. I lost. Uh, I think I was ahead in the beginning, and then, like I said, I hit a wall. But uh, we had over five hundred people. Yeah, at least press play. Yeah, to th- our uh, videos. So. Yeah, thanks to everybody for tuning in to that. Uh, it, it was a bit of a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I wouldn't recommend watching the end. The end. Uh, we had some guests join us in the post game. <laughs> yeah. uh, the post. The post game interview. <laughs> yeah, the post game interview. The last ten minutes to see who was going to throw up first. I don't think either one of us did throw up, but no. we did have some more McNuggets 
about 30 minutes after. Yeah, after that, your stomach settles, and you're like, you know, maybe McNuggets aren't that bad. No, yeah. Uh, I'm, needless to say, my stomach didn't feel great for at least two days. Well, did, did you see the, the new study? Or you showed it to me. Oh, yeah, so there's a new study out there uh, that says eating a lot of McNuggets makes you gay. So I don't know how, what they, how they tested that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, did. small sample size. We ate a lot of McNuggets. Still straight. Still, yeah, straight it is out there. Though. The story's out there, and it's a thing. So they're coming out with rainbowed McNuggets here pretty soon. Um, yeah, um, and you, but, know, you know, going off that McNugget competition, everything between me and Justin has to be a competition because we are basically twelve-year-olds. Yeah, uh, so we have embarked. The IQ, a, we at least have IQs for twelve-year-olds. We yeah. might have the body of a twenty-five-year-old. Maybe someone Maybe will do the third. body of a 30-year-old. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're on to a bigger and better competition. You know, we stacked on all that weight. So now we're doing a weight loss competition. We weighed in on May 21st. Justin, what did you weigh in at? It was or, ugly. I, got, I was up at 206 when I weighed in. Yeah, I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage. I weighed in at 167. And since we're at a different weight class there, we're doing it by percentage lost. And uh, we, we got a month. We got till June 21st. To uh, to go at that to see who loses the the most percentage the loser there is going to have to cough up uh, a cool hundred dollar bill to the winner. I did uh I did eat as much as I humanly could before I weighed in. Was happy that I was down close to uh, nine pounds, but probably put that back on during Memorial Day weekend. Uh, and I think we have a couple different strategies going at this. Justin's going with the actual maybe diet throughout the whole time. Right, or you're at least trying to, trying to stick yeah, to it. You know, I'm, I will see. I'm doing all right. Yeah, uh, I, I tried the first week to do a diet, but, you know, that's tough. I've had a lot of cheat <laughs> days. I think the last two weeks, uh, I'm just going to go in, you know, like how an actor uh, gets into the role. Like they just lose, like uh, Christian Bell and The Mechanic, or uh, that guy in Unbroken, that uh, POW movie. I'm just going full Prisoner of War the last two weeks, and I'm just, like, not going to eat. Gonna go fully into my movie role here. No, I can't. I, I do want to say one thing. I'm pretty sure that movie was not called The Mechanic. I'm pretty sure it's called The Machinist. You're right. You're but, right. Uh, you know, same thing. <laughs> I, I don't even. Yeah. All day I was thinking of yeah that mechanic movie. <laughs> they both have an M, and that's about it. But anyway, <laughs> Christian Bell did lose a lot of weight. Or, or that movie where Christian Bell gained a lot of weight. You know, just one of that getting that mindset to where you got to lose or gain a lot of weight for the role. You know, I'm going full Christian Bale, full method acting here. Well, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. We'll keep you guys updated. Uh, another thing that we got to quickly touch on here is the fact that I got to give a big shout out to my cousin, Michael John Adler, who plays for Maryland Lacrosse. They won the national championship on Memorial Day, beating uh, Ohio State. Who nine. was a big favorite. They won 9-6. to six. Uh Maryland looked good. Randall and I went to one game this year uh, when they played Rutgers. Tons of fun. Shout out to Maryland lovers, fans, anyone's listening. They do know how to tailgate. They do know how to tailgate. But yeah, I had to give a shout out to my family. Congrats on the win. Uh, Don't even know if you listen. Probably not, but you know, whatever. Oh, they listen. Everybody (laughs) listens. (laughs) Everybody listens. Um, So, you know, right here, let's jump into it. Obviously, the hottest news. Uh, over the weekend, it was Memorial Day. Everybody was with their family, remembering, uh, you know, those those that gave to this country, some that gave it all uh, for us. Um, but you know what? Also came out of that weekend, 
was our man Tiger Woods. He's back. Tiger Woods. But for the wrong reasons. Tiger Woods. Uh, yeah, so for those of you that don't know, but I'm pretty sure even if you're not a sports fan or anything, you saw it on the news. <clears throat> Tiger Woods was arrested with a DUI early Monday morning. Uh, he surprisingly more and more keeps coming out, but they were saying he blew a zero when he took a breathalyzer. Twice, two Twice. different times. Yeah, initially it came out that he was he was drunk at the wheel. Yep. But he was asleep at the wheel. That's yep. how the cops found him initially yep. when he was on the side of the road just snoozing. But he wasn't drunk. Uh, just happened to be on a little bit too many painkillers. Yeah. Well, and, and he came out the next day like it it was better. He he was like you know I just. Mixed a couple different prescriptions, a couple different, you know, Percocets, some lemons, some Quaaludes. I mean... Like, that's yeah. like that's any better, you know? <laughs> I, I, you're still putting people in danger, and you're making stupid decisions by driving in that state anyway. Um, so, he, he was found at 3 a.m., and you're not drunk. What are you out driving at that time? What, was he going to go buy some smokes, some, uh, some Red Bull? Like, what, what was he doing at 3 a.m. to... Who knows? I heard recently... Meet up with a Hooters? Yeah, Hooters maybe. Hooters waitress? Maybe go find his waitress. Uh, <laughs> there's now dash cam footage, footage that's out. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but be interested to see. Um, you know, I mean, the real thing here now is that Tiger hasn't won a major since, what, 2008? 08. Hasn't won a tourney since 2014, hasn't, which... Yeah. Everybody forgets he was a player of the year that year. Won the most money on tour. That seems so long ago. Yeah, he hasn't even made it into, like, he's played, like, one full weekend, I feel like, in the last three years. He, he's, he looks horrible. Well, and, and it's funny because last week he came out and said he's never felt better. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that's because he was just popping all kinds of pain pills. I guess so. He, <laughs> no wonder he felt so great. I mean, I'm looking forward to the 30 for 30 that comes out for Tiger down the road. I'm excited for it. Uh yeah, has there been a bigger fall for Grace? Maybe OJ. Probably OJ. Well, Aaron Hernandez. Ah, right. Both up there. Uh, but you think the question is now: Does Tiger win another major in well, his career? Does he even win another tournament? Do you, Do you think he wins just you know like the Texas Valero Open or you know the Quick and Loans tournament or? I think he wins one or two more tournaments in his career. And I think one of them will be a major. I personally think mm. he's got one thing left in him. It's going to be kind of like he makes the comeback, the story, everyone's behind him, and his happy ending, he goes out on top, one major. And then I think he kind of just realizes it's time <laughs> and just, you know, plays the play. He's not going to be like a real competitor. He just goes out into the wind kind of thing. Uh, but I think he'll get one more in him where he's still going to be feared. Uh, but I think that's going to slide. For, I mean, the golfers now are, he's in a different league now. Like, Dustin Johnson is amazing. Jordan Spieth, good. Ricky Fowler, good. Just, like, young guys, Justin Thomas, Smiley Kaufman. They're yeah. all over the place. These guys are all good. They're all Jason Day. Yeah. And, but, I mean, the quickest way to get people to forget this little arrest of his is to win. Yeah. You know, people love winners. If you can perform on the field, it doesn't really matter what you do off. Um, but... You know, another well, thing... An argument there is people are showing... I mean, Colin Kaepernick. He had a hell of a backside of the season last year. Going 16 touchdowns, four picks. He looked good. He was playing well. And his off-the-field comments and off-the-field antics, I guess technically they were on the field, but they weren't playing the game. It is still the reason why he's not signed. Yeah, but in the NFL, if you can perform, they're going to get you on the field. I mean, Joe Mixon was a second-round draft pick because he could perform on the field, yet there's a video of him 
you know, uh, knocking yeah. out um, a young woman in a restaurant. So, I mean, if you can perform, and right now I think he's asking for too much money, and people are only willing to give the minimum at the moment. I think, I, I mean, I still, he should be on a team. He's better than Geno Smith. Sure, Josh McCown. Josh McCown, yeah. Um, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how it ends up. Um, but, yeah, so you think Tiger wins another major? No. You think no. he wins anything? No. No? I, th- I think he. I think he might not ever even play in another tournament again. All right. Well, All right. you know right. we got to go to our yeah. Normal, we're, d- we're done with Tiger. Our normal Thursday segments. The heat check segment is coming up next. So for the heat check of the week, you know we could have gone easily with Tiger Woods, but uh, that would have been too easy. So we mixed it up. Uh, I know we got two, but we have one main one, and uh, this one's been a heat check of the week before. But the family just can't get out of the news. And by news, I mean like Sports Center and stupid news, not like CNN and Donald Trump news. But anyway, uh, the Ball family, the Big Baller brand, uh, they did two things this week that came out, and they just both typical. First one, LeVar, the father, the granddaddy Ball, he uh, gets out there on a video and a challenge to Ice Cube. To pay for it was to pay for his uh, like little basketball league team to travel to a tournament. AAU, come on, have, AAU. Some, have some respect on. He, the he didn't say AAU. He said something else, something stupid. But anyway, he has someone filming it. And he's out here bouncing the ball around, and uh, he's like, "If I make this shot, Cube, like you pay." And next thing you know, he takes the shot, and the the camera doesn't leave him, and he just like kind of looks, and he like knows he missed it. And then just put a smile on his face, and he was like, yeah, all right, Cube, I'll see you. <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, did you make it? Like, you didn't say it. Like, what happened? No, so, obviously you know that. he didn't make it. No, obviously. And then Randall's personal favorite. I think uh, Randall relates the most to young LaMelo. Yeah, you know, LaMelo, like, people, he's definitely the heat check of the week. Uh, so, the context here is uh, an AAU basketball game that LeVar does coach. I think they lost by 50 points. But Lamelo is really bought into this, uh, to this mantra of just shoot or shoot. Yeah. And he's out there bricking up shots from all over the place. Ugly. Ugly, ugly shots. And and I know the kid's only fifteen. And uh, you know you, you know maybe it's it's a it's a developmental thing. Yeah, it's like a line there where you don't know if you can really talk about it. But the guy's really buying into what his dad's preaching out there. So. You know, we had to give him the heat check of the week because he was out there throwing up shots that weren't even hitting the, the backboard. They, they were not, they weren't hitting the rim, and some of them hit the backboard, but but not a lot of them. It was an ugly it was an ugly situation. Yeah, so this kid he didn't even get hot enough to heat check himself. He was, it was yeah. like the cold check. He yeah, almost like, yeah, like an ice cold check. Yeah, uh, and then another final heat check, a quick one we're going to touch on. And this one, I'm going to start it off by saying, you know. I, like, I know there's people out there, um, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of old Uncle Donnie, uh, but I think some people are taking it too far, and a heat check of the week here was uh, old Kathy Griffin, who put out a video of her beheading a fake Donald Trump and holding his head up, and I mean, oh Jesus Christ, you can't do that. She's like basically uh, supporting ISIS. Eh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I don't care if you hate Donald Trump or hate anything he stands for, or you love him. Like, that, that's just not okay to do. No. At all. Like, as a, just an American, you can't take a video of yourself fake beheading the president of America. And for that, Kathy, you are blackballed from 
the heat check. Yeah. And also, I hope you're blackballed from a lot of other things, but... Yeah, and uh, that was talking politics. Back to sports. Yeah, back to what we know. A <laughs> uh, little throwback alert here. As we do on Thursdays, we throw it back a little bit. So, we're going to start off. we got two interesting ones here. The first one is back in 1988. The first ever Madden video game debuted. And I know since 88, I've spent a lot of time playing that video game. Uh, probably my favorite video game of all time. Was the old school, like the 03? Yeah, I was just about to say, like the 04, 05, yeah. you, you, you make your player, you yeah. start in college, you start in high school, you play a couple <laughs> games, then you go to college, you play a couple games, then you get drafted, and you play your whole way through. Um, I spent hours yeah. and hours of my life, when I could have been out learning, I was learning the game, learning Madden, being a football player. also guy. like, where else have you ever seen a video game that has a curse that people believe in? Like, if you're on the cover of a video game... People are like, oh, that's cool, whatever. Like, who really cares? But the Madden video game series has a curse to it. Like, people have their worst seasons. People get hurt the year after they're on the curse. And now the GOAT, Tom Brady, happens to be on the cover. And I know, I'm hoping he has the worst season he's ever had before so the Patriots don't win, but they're destined to make it to the Super Bowl again. Yeah. (laughs) Which sucks. Uh, And then the other... uh, The next... uh throwback Thursday that we're throwing on here is that the first televised boxing match happened on this day in 1936. I think it was in the, we, we mixed, we mixed up the dates here. It might be, I don't know, 36, 38, 48. You know, nobody really cares back then. The fact that they had a TV, you know, there was only one channel back then. We just know it was, it was June 1st. That's really all that matters, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. June 1st. This day. Uh, and then, uh, the guy in the match was uh, Max Bear, who, if you haven't seen Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe, that was his big fight in that. Um, I don't know the history of Max Bear, but yeah. I know that was a great movie. Whoever's listening that was around in 1936, you yeah. know, if y- y'all could email us, hit us up on Twitter, because I'm sure somebody that's 90 years old has one. Yep. Uh, let us know how that match was, what it was yeah. like. How, how fun it was. Um, and then, you know, what we've been waiting for. The theme of the day so far has been our boy El Tigre. Uh, for the Mount Rushmore, we're going with our top athletes to have been arrested. Um, I think there might be some similarities here between Randall and I's lists, but we'll see. Randall starts off with one. Yeah, so obviously number one that I'm going with here. Um, you know, I could go with the obvious guy as the as my first one, but I'm going to go with the most recent one. Uh, and I'm going to have to go with Aaron Hernandez. You know, Fair enough. Uh, probably with the other guy that's definitely up there on both of our Mount Rushmore's, uh, probably the worst crime that yeah. a uh, famous athlete has committed uh, in the whole saga. And then the you know he's committed three murders uh, with himself. So uh, he's number one on my r- Mount Rushmore. Uh, who else you got on there? I'm going to start us off with a, a friend of the podcast, Mr. John Daly. Mm. Old Johnny D got arrested, uh, I think twice. <laughs> no shocker there. He just <laughs> likes to party. Uh, never did anything serious, but if John Day is getting arrested, you got to throw him on your Mount Rushmore. I put him on my, like, my Mount Rushmore pretty much anything. Uh, my Mount Rushmore best football players, John Daly's <laughs> probably on there. Yeah. Baseball players, John Daly. <laughs> uh, American, American flag colored themed clothes. Uh, Mount Daly. Rushmore of Miller Lite drinkers, no, Mount Rushmore yeah. of cigarette smokers. Great haircuts. Uh, but yeah, Johnny D, my number one. And I'll, I'll give you another one just going off the top here. 
my actually a fellow podcaster uh, who's new to the podcast game, recent retiree from the NFL, Pat McAfee, was arrested back in, uh, I believe, 2010 or 2011 for public intoxication. Allegedly. Uh, well, no shocker there seeing what he's been doing since he joined Barstool. <laughs> uh, dude seems like he's having a great time. But Pat McAfee on my Mount Rushmore of arrested athletes. Nice, nice. So that's your second one. Uh, my second one's going to have to be, I'm going to go with uh, Michael Irvin. Oh. You got a... Uh, your you got, boy? Yeah, he got busted with a little little cocaine on you. You know, I had a little powder, and he was uh, famously said he was holding it for a friend. Was this uh, before or after the career? Oh, uh, it was during. During, okay. It was during. It was... Uh, it it might have been after the Super Bowls, but it was definitely during when they had the White House. But this was when, like, cocaine was cool in the NFL and the MLB, and, like, it was, like, before they cracked down on anything, right? Yeah, back yeah. when it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else you got on yours, Randy? Uh, I think the third one, it's somebody that we both have. It's uh, O.J. Simpson, Mr. White Bronco. O.J., the glove didn't fit. The glove did not fit, but his face does fit on Mount Rushmore. Yep. Cuba Gooden might be, like, the one, the, like, we'll put Cuba Gooden's face on there. Yeah. And then underneath it, just put, like, oh, the memory have, of OJ. Maybe, like, have a, maybe instead of his face, just have, like, his hand with the glove not fully on it. Yeah, I kind of like that. On the Mount Rushmore. He would definitely be on there. Uh, and then, for your last one, buddy. Oh. To go off of the OJ thing, I saw recently the Bronco is coming back into production, and OJ's going to be released from prison. It's like they go hand in hand. Oh, wow. Hmm. They've been planning that out for years. Good timing there. Is yeah. he going to be the spokesperson for Ford now? <laughs> Makes you think. Uh, so I'll go with, since, I mean, we're talking about OJ, I'll just say my third one is OJ. And then uh, my last person on my Mount Rushmore, I wanted to go with Tiger Woods because just of the collapse and everything, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go with uh, somebody better. Uh, he's a brilliant actor. Probably one of my favorite actors. His name's Mike Tyson. Oh, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Great tattoo on his face. Uh, I might get one myself one of these days. Did he get that in prison? I don't know. I think he probably got that when he was in the best time of his life, when he, he started meditating and became better. It's when he got a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Can't they math it? <laughs> uh, he made the movie The Hangover what it was. Uh, but yeah, Mikey T, you're on my Mount Rushmore, and that rounds out mine. Randy, round out yours. Nice, and my uh, final member of the Mount Rushmore of arrested famous athletes has got to be Mike Vick. Uh, what he did was very deplorable, but so is everything else yep. that these people have been doing to get on arrested, Mount Rushmore. Get arrested, most likely deplorable. Uh, and, you know, he had a, all kinds of great jokes, went in as a tight end, came out wide receiver. I think that's the first time that joke was ever made when Mike Tyson went to jail. You mean Michael Vick? Jesus, yeah, Michael Vick. I got Tyson's in his head. Tyson owns space. Yeah, yeah. Right Man, everybody's owning space in everybody's <laughs> head nowadays. Uh, but yeah, Mike Vick, and uh, you know, it was a good redemption story when he came out. Had had a couple good years with the Eagles, and then playing for the Jets and the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers for a little bit there. But yeah, I mean, Mikey Vick went from being see that's that's the Madden curse right there. Mm. That's the Madden curse. Uh oh. So. So what is Tom Brady going to cheat this Vince year? Vince Young. Now he's in the CFL. You got... Uh, Gronk was on it last year. Gronk got hurt last year. Michael Vick on it. Went to jail. Um, you know, there's some success stories. I mean, Larry Fitz and Troy Polamalu. Nothing really bad happened with them. The Peyton Hillis one. <laughs> Peyton Hillis <laughs> just fell off a... Ended his career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, 
there you go, the Thursday segment. You know, we're going to jump into a little bit of NHL Finals right now, which Randall and I have become insanely passionate about. Let's go Preds! I just want to say, we picked the Preds after Game 2 of the playoffs. They had a 2-0 lead on the Blackhawks, but they were still favored to lose the series. Uh, And Randall and I said, you know, the Preds are a team we support. Mm -hmm. We like Nashville. It's a fun place to go drink at. Uh, Fun place to just go have fun. We're a fan of the jerseys. We like some of the guys like P.K. Subban and Pecorin, Pecorine. I keep guys. Sissons. Sissons. And then Carrie Underwood, probably the hottest girl in the world. Her husband's on the team, so, you know, they always get the flash of her just dancing around. Probably why I'm a hockey fan. They always have the be- some of the best singers do the national anthem yeah. there. So, uh, I mean, we picked them. Yeah, the little podcast that could picked a little NHL team that could. and we're, all, we're going to the top together. We're reaching that apex together. Yeah. And I uh, just want to say, anybody out there that's a Preds fan, or if you play for the Preds or you're in Nashville, give us a shout. Give us you a know, shout. Give us some um, tickets. We'll come do a live pod down there. Yeah, and we're currently filming this during Game 2, uh, but Game 1... Uh, it was a real heartbreaker for the Preds. You know, it's tough when the refs and the line media is against you. Um, so it was just a real, it was a real tough ending there, especially with the offsides call at the end that really swung it. Um, but I think what was most noteworthy in that game was when the Preds first scored. A tradition in Nashville when they score is to throw catfish onto the ice. You know, it's just a time-honored tradition. You know, out there, the hillbillies in Nashville go canoodling. Good old Southern Jets out there. They catch their catfish, and they throw it onto the ice. So, you know, one of the Preds' uh, finest went out there. He actually vacuum-sealed this catfish. Which is amazing in the first place. Give the credit. Put it in his pants. So he basically got to third base with his catfish. Oh, yeah. So that was good for him. And then he threw it onto the ice, was immediately ejected, and then the city of Pittsburgh charged him um, with disrupting a public event, as well as... Inciting a riot, I believe, right? Or try, yeah. attempting to incite a riot? And then the the most... The best one was uh, using a weapon. Yeah, because, I mean, catfish are dangerous. Yeah, I guess, you know, he could have thrown it on and given uh, Crosby a nice concussion. Yeah. Number 15, 16 of the season. He can't afford another one of those. No, definitely not. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, charges were dropped, I believe, right? Yeah, the charges were dropped. Thank God there was a lot of outrage... Um, you know, something else that Pittsburgh needs to drop are those air horns that they blare when they're doing All let's go It's like, come on. There's obviously no emotion there. The fans are terrible that they have to pump in this fake noise. I can't, yeah. The one thing about Pittsburgh as a city, I guess, that I uh, respect is the fact that all their teams wear the same colors. they got the same mm-hmm. color scheme. I can't think of another city where it's like that. But, uh, Green Bay Packers. Well, yeah, you know, because they got a lot of things going on out there. Uh, but, I mean, that's probably the only thing I respect. But we're Nashville all the way. Through and through we've been since day one. I mean, the, the one thing, right, and everyone was saying, like we said, we don't know what the results are of Game 2 when we started filming this. It was 1-1. Uh, but they got some great experience and some leadership down there in Nashville. Peter LaViolette, the head coach. Has been to the finals before. He's won one. I think he's lost two, maybe. This is his fourth. Uh, And then, for those of you that don't know, P.K. Subban, that story there is an incredible story. Uh, Basically got thrown out of Montreal. The fans there loved him. Uh, He was got skipped on by being captain. There was issues there. He said, like, the players, he didn't get along with the coaches. 
when Montreal had a rough year at the end of last year, they traded him to Nashville, and I would say, even though he loved Montreal and was a stalwart in the city, I think he's laughing now and enjoying it right now that he's getting a chance to play in the finals. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Nashville, way better city than Montreal, way warmer. I'm going to Montreal in uh, about two weeks here, so I'll let you know. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, all Canadians want to be in America since they all live as close to the border as they can. Doesn't isn't ninety five percent of Canada live within a hundred miles of America? Yeah, but I mean, you could say that to a Canadian person, they'll just say, "Oh, it's okay. You're right. We're just <laughs> we're just here to be happy." Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, they don't care. They're happy people. Uh, you know, we got a pretty awesome interview lined up here with our buddy Matt Hopper, uh, former basketball star. Uh, now at he's our in, alma mater. At our alma mater. And now he's an intramural stud with Denver correspondent Zach Motes. Uh, we had just talked. I mean, Matt loves basketball, loves LeBron. Talked a little NBA Finals with him. The legacy of LeBron versus Michael Jordan. Uh, How big gave, of a bitch Kevin Durant is. Yeah, and he gave us uh, the prediction for the NBA Finals. You, Me and Randy talked a little bit about our predictions, who we think is going to step up. So stay tuned for the interview. He checked listeners here with us. We brought on a uh, another expert here in the field to discuss the trilogy Cavaliers Warriors Finals here, part three. Uh, this guy, he's the foremost authority on mustaches. Uh, me and him embarked on the original Grit Week back in March of 2014, where we took a two-door Honda Civic across the country. Uh, all the way there and back to Florida. How you doing, Matt Hopper? Pretty good, pretty good. Glad to have you on. Glad to have me on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great start there, Hopper. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a little background. Hopper here was a uh, D3 uh, star in the basketball realm. Uh, he is a big LeBron guy. Uh, since day one, uh, since he was back on the Cavs or when he went to Miami, you've been rooting for, for LeBron? Miami. Oh, okay. But always liked them. What made Miami the tipping point for you? Man, uh, the move, the TV show himself, you know. All right, so, so you were a fan of the decision. The players can hold our TV show to tell them where, where he's going to look. I respect that. You didn't think that was too over the top, though? No, man. It obviously worked out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, he's at he's at number three, or he has three finals uh, wins. Looking for number four here, uh, but right now his Cavs are underdogs going in. Uh, if you wanted to bet a future here, they're a plus two fifty uh, to win the series. Um, but you know, right now LeBron James, the greatest player right now in the NBA, um, but he's playing against pretty much the same team last year. But they swapped out Harrison Barnes with Kevin Durant. Um, you know, what kind of matchups are you looking for here? Or wh- why do you why do you think LeBron's going to come out with number four here? Man, right? 7% chance he wins or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, they're not giving him much of a shot. Hard to bet those odds on one of the best players of all time. But um, I think it's, you're right. I think it's all going to be in matchups. Um, I think they're going to go after Seth Curry. I think they're going to find his man down the floor, do a little pick and roll, get LeBron on him, or he's going to switch and he's just going to, be facilitators, what are you going to do? You think, I mean, 
So if you're going to pick on Steph, right, if the Cavs are going to pick on Steph, the Warriors (laughs) have a lot more options to pick on because the Cavs have some weak defensive players that they need in the game. Like Kevin Love, pretty weak defensively. Kyrie, at times, is pretty weak defensively. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I mean, it's going to be a shootout. Yeah. Um, I mean, look how many points the Cavaliers have been putting up on one of the best teams in the East. 50 plus and a half. Yeah. Yeah? It's crazy. Yeah, they're scoring like uh, 120 points every 100 possessions. The the best offense by far in the playoffs. Um, but and that's with LeBron and those guys not even playing in the fourth. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I like... I think the bench-wise, you got to give it to the Cavs. Coming off the bench, the Cavs Absolutely. have the better squad. But, I mean, starting five-wise, it's hard to argue against that Warriors team. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's all about the matchups, like you're saying. Uh, I guess, who do you think right now is going to be the under-the-radar under the radar player on both teams that could tip it to their way? Both teams? I'd go for the Cavs. I think it's going to be, I mean, Tristan Thompson. Okay. Um, he's going to have a lot on his hands playing either trying to play small against Draymond or he's going to have to play big against Zaza. Um, both are kind of his, he's, to me, he's kind of a four or five, but the dude's a beast and he rebounds, man. Yep. Uh, I think when it comes to Golden State, I think it's going to be, uh, Steph. I don't, I don't know what kind of finals player he is. I mean, he's been all right. I mean, some people view him as not a finals to be a player, I guess. We have to the last two years, he's kind of had some real rough games in the finals. Yeah, and he's ran into some issues and injuries and whatnot. And I think at the end of the day, he is going to have to play a solid 40 minutes a game almost, you know, for them to come out on top every time. Right. And, and like last year, they were able to bully Steph because he wasn't 100%. In the finals, um, which I mean, excuses all you want there. It's still the finals. You got to come out and play your best. Nobody's hundred percent. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he's yeah. gonna, he's going to be playing 40, 40 minutes. LeBron's going to have to play forty five. Oh yeah, I mean, what he sat out like seventy six seconds in the game seven last <laughs> year. <laughs> like Christ. Um, yeah, um, I think the Iguodala's going to be a big factor, and he's always already up in the air. His three-point percentage is awful. The one thing I'm not looking forward to in these games, and you know it's going to happen, is when they start doing the hack-a-shack, when you're putting Iggy on the line, and then they're throwing Tristan Thompson on the line, and you're going to see, like, 35 missed free throws a game between the two of them. Yeah, that's a good point. That's going to be, I mean, I think it's another big factor. What do you think about Kirby now? Yeah, I mean, uh, Mike Brown has shown that uh, <laughs> he he can le- he can lose the finals. He's been, but I mean, he also has a he's got some motivation. The Cleveland's fired him two different times. <laughs> you, you know, like he can say all he wants in the press about how he doesn't care about that, but you know that's itching at him a little bit. I saw. Yeah, I agree. But Steve Mike coach, coach, right? if if he knows anybody, it's LeBron. Yeah. That's true. And, and I mean, like. Kerr's going to be, you know, at the at the arena in the background, but I think a lot of it is going to be, you know, when they when they meet adversity on the court. You know, how is Mike Brown going to do with substitutions or say Clay starts out cold, how's he going to bring him on the bench and, you know, tell him everything's all right and you need, you're going to like motivate him to make a couple shots. I don't know exactly. if that's I don't know if that's something that's Mike Brown did. What you brought up is uh where are the rotations going to be? Who are the Cavs going to put on the five of the Warriors and vice versa? 
The Cavs do have a strong bench, though. I mean, they could come out. I'm not saying there's obviously going to be a drop-off, but they, like, when you're going to put the Warriors bench out there versus the Cavs bench, I think the Cavs bench have a clear favorite. Definitely, definitely. But at the end of the day, the I would say the Warriors starting five is by far and away better, or yeah. at least they're three. Yeah, and I mean, I don't really see the Cleveland going past playing seven, maybe eight guys, because they're going to play Channing Fry off the court like they did last year. Mm-hmm. And... I but mean, they might they might throw in Richard Jefferson for a couple minutes. Have a big body on Durant. Shumpert's like, going to be playing a lot. Shumpert's going to play a lot. I, I mean, D. Will's going to be in there a lot. D. Will, and then you got you think Corver Corver's going to play a little bit. Corver's going to play. I mean, if you're going to start trying to switch pick and rolls on with LeBron because that's the defense they play, eventually you're going to get some bad matchups, and the Cavs are going to need a shooter or a couple just hanging out on the perimeter. I think Corver's going to have one of those games where he just goes off. Like It's going to be like maybe like a random game, like game four. Could be a tight series. Like a Ray Allen game? Yeah, and Corver just drops 35 or 40 points in a game. Exactly. It just carries him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a Ray Allen game yeah. six type situation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. <laughs> you know what's going to happen then? The other thing that's going to happen is one of these games, Kyrie's going to take over and carry him too. It's crazy how good. Like, yeah. And, and I mean. Oh, yeah. And we've been talking about how Golden State has the best starting five. You know, they they swapped out KD for Harrison Barnes. But we also know that Kevin Durant has shown that he's not a winner. And we've he's shown no. he's shown that he's a punk ass bitch. You know, <laughs> had to go to the team that bullied him and beat him. And LeBron owns all the space in KD's head. So, did you think this is some? Do you think this is a series where KD's going to shut down all the haters and score forty points every game? Or, or is he gonna, you know, bring out his true colors and, uh, you know, just link up and down the floor and uh, not not make it big? I don't think he's ever played that well against LeBron. Honestly, um, it's gonna be different having two players on a team that you can look to the score. But he already lost one finals against LeBron. He's a KD stopper. Yeah, I mean, when it was Thunder Heat, I mean, they look Durant looked horrible, and that was back yeah. in the day. But I mean, yeah. So I think we're all kind of on the same page here, but you said earlier, so you're taking Cavs in seven, is that right? Yeah, I got Cavs in seven. I think it really comes down to if we see the Cavs be the Cavs at the end of the regular season, I think it's going to be quick. I think if Golden State hits another level, like I think that they could, I think it's going to be quick too. But then again, like we said, you're going against one of the best players of all time. My odds, I don't think you can bet against them. Yeah, yeah, we're we're both in the uh, the Cavaliers in seven here, but we're gonna feel real stupid if the Cavalier if the uh, Warriors end up going sixteen and zero in the playoffs, just sweeping them because yeah. they actually are haven't hit that that higher gear yeah. and just go out there and smoke them. Um, it's just hard to say. I don't think that would be a sad world, man. Uh, yeah, if if something like that happened, bandwagon fans showing up again. Oh man, talk about it. Talk about a bandwagon. Uh, fan base golden state so so say that happens cavalier i mean uh the warriors go in and win in four or five games it's a boring series that means the whole playoffs have been boring like do you think this year has been a wash if something like that happens honestly no i think it's been a good postseason i think that it was just delayed and we all knew that this was going to happen i mean goddamn first game of the season regular season last year you knew it was going to be this even after game seven yeah we all knew it was going to be Cavs and warriors I think the cool thing about this postseason uh, is you found some like future superstars. 
with the Bucks and oh. have like uh, Giannis. I think that's gonna be a fun team to watch. It's, it's Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> and then yeah, you got Boston's what they're building over there with the number one pick too, and they're the number one seed. I think it. I mean, you have to see some things. Or some teams that are gonna be around for the next couple of years, and they're gonna be fun to watch. Oh, absolutely, and some teams that are eventually going to break up, and it's going to be a different NBA. Yeah. It's going to be a different NBA with the Clippers, the Spurs. I don't even think Toronto is going to last because they don't stand a goddamn team. Yeah, and then you also got, so yeah, you got Blake is leaving, Chris Paul probably, Paul George will find his way out, Kyle Lowry is going to be out. maybe? Who knows? Well, I think they have DeRozan locked up for for a bit, but yeah, Kyle leaving. I mean, they made all those. Oh, yeah, they right. made all those moves uh, in the off season, and it. They, they still end up getting swept by the by the Cavs. It was well, awful. It's not fair. Not. It's like you're, you can't. You're not going to beat LeBron. Was this seven years in a row? Now? I think that Eight that's years what the NBA and Adam Silver, I think, have realized. Yeah. I think it's a two man. I think it's a two team league. Right. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that they're obviously the two best teams. Well, there's been two team leagues in the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that, that's what revived the NBA in the '80s was having those Celtics Lakers yeah. rivalry. Um, you know, they played in the finals what seven, eight years in a row or whatever in the '80s. And then in the '90s yeah, exactly. and early 2000s, it was a one team when there was just the Bulls and it was just the Lakers. And then you got back uh-huh. into more parity. But I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, but no. we got to say, you keep saying that. LeBron is one of the best players ever to play the game. So there really it's a debate oh, yeah. between LeBron and Michael Jordan. Obviously. And who do you think? Uh, no comparison. You know, I mean, I'm going to say LeBron hands down 10 out of 10 just because I grew, we grew up with him. So he's he, our era of basketball. Right. So if you retired today, you, you have LeBron over MJ. That's a good question. Today, right now? No, I'd go MJ over LeBron. But did you see the stats of them at the same age? Even Graham as LeBron played, he didn't go to high school or go to college. Yep. But, I mean, I think LeBron's still got a good eight years. Right. Maybe not as the guy that he is now, but can you imagine that guy as a facilitator, as a, as a Richard Jefferson? Oh, yeah, when, when he's 40 years old, put him down and just play him at the five. He could be your... Exactly. Just be your guy that can pass and... He won't shoot very well, but the dude makes plays. Yeah, he's always been a great facilitator. He's one of the best leaders of all time. Seven straight NBA finals in this era of basketball that we've been watching. It's nuts. And a lot of people are saying now the way, not just outside of basketball, just the way he handles himself in his career, he also has handled himself more maturely. He's been, I mean, how, how much money was this guy given when he was, what, 18 years old? And then, uh, I think what brought it up was never been in the media for anything bad, never done anything bad, and even handled that press conference today about how very well. That's what, yeah, I think a lot of people, once they watch that, were kind of like, you know, maybe we think uh, Michael's the better player, but LeBron definitely, in their primes, probably handled himself better than Michael did. I think that LeBron sees the big picture of sports doesn't really matter. I'm going to be a facilitator for the youth for a different sort of movement, and he uses his stardom as that launch pad, in my opinion. I think he's ultimately a great kid. He gets it. I mean, yeah, he seems like everything about him is pretty much as perfect as it gets, except for his hair. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, man, we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, 
well, well, it's, it's, why, why doesn't he go MJ full bald or, you know, he's got the money, get some hair plugs. Well, you can see on the back of his head all the scars from where they've taken the hair out to get him hair plugs. Why doesn't he get the best ones? I think he's just waiting to bring back the headband. Yeah. Ooh. That's a good call. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think, so personally, I, I agree with you. I think that LeBron is the better basketball player than Michael. And I know a lot of people disagree with that. I mean, it's just, I, like, maybe, like you said, it's different. I want to see someone who, I guess it's a better conversation for someone who watched Michael and then watched LeBron. And they get to see both. And they would probably have a better judgment because we didn't get to watch Michael in his prime. But, I mean, from the games on TV and the throwbacks and everything, I, st- I would go with LeBron. So I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, Michael did some amazing plays where you watch his highlights and you're just like, how in the hell can you jump that fast or run that fast, jump that high? Those layups he does where he puts the ball on one side of the backboard and then just will reverse hand, like, that's amazing. Yeah. But then you see the full force of LeBron just dunking and blocking shots. You're just like, you can't stop him. No. Right. Like, MJ was definitely a better pure scorer, better better perimeter defender. Like LeBron, LeBron can be a great defender. He has a high enough IQ, and when he's involved, it's just MJ. MJ was definitely just better at it. Always had the drive to play better defense. And and another argument that you can give for MJ is that every time he did go to the finals, whether you say it's bullshit or not, that LeBron has lost a couple. You know, he he was the alpha. He did make sure his team won every single time, and that they that they won in the finals every time. And that does say something. You know, I know that 07 team. That, that doesn't really count. That was a horseshit team. And the, the fact that he, you know, clawed them to the finals was great. But, the, like, the 11 series where they lost to the uh, to the Mavs, they were definitely favored in that. And he kind of hid, was in his own head there. You know, that's, a, that's like an argument that you have. But, I mean, if he keeps going to the finals year in, year after out, you know, three more years of, say, something like this or just, like, a little bit below this, there's probably no no real argument. Well, if you really see it changing, I don't see it changing. No, I mean, I think it's going to be uh, Cavs-Warriors for five years. Right, yeah. I mean, we're all saying the trilogy, yeah, but next year it's going to be... The Quattro. The Quattro, <laughs> the, Quattro the Cinco, the Seis, probably, you know? As long as... Probably. Well, I mean, who knows? KD might opt out and go to the Cavaliers next year. I think... <laughs> honestly, it's... Talk it, about a real team. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where these big-name free agents go, and maybe they try to create their own super team, but I still don't see it knocking off either the Warriors or the Cavs. Well, put yourself in a CP3 or a Lowry. Like, anywhere you go, you're not going to win if it's not with Steph or LeBron, right? I mean... Or do you think that they actually think they have a chance? But they don't. the sad part for them is they don't fit in either one of those. Like, they're not going to go there and be Steph's backup. You know, or go and be Kyrie's backup, or go and be Kyrie's backup, yeah, or go and be Kyrie's backup. No, I'm with you, but that's a sad reality to think that. Hey, I don't even know if I'll see the finals. Yeah, I mean, they should have gotten on the board when they could have. Chris Paul. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Kevin Love's an underrated guy that's going to be huge in this series. Well, he's playing his best Cavaliers basketball for sure right now. Exactly, and I think the Cavaliers are playing the best offense they played in the past. Two times a Yeah, I mean, it's been... Yeah. That Celtic series, they dominated. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, you know Kyrie's going to have at least one or two games where he throws up 40, 49. He's got the best position in basketball. He is a point guard that gets to play the two guard and just gets to score. Yeah. Because we all know LeBron's the point guard. Yeah. Well, LeBron's everything. It's just like Kyrie, just put the ball in the hoop, man. LeBron's the coach, the MVP, the GM. He sells tickets. He cleans up after the games. He, as you saw, he drinks people's beers. He does everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, thank you for coming on and appreciate the uh, the finals preview. We'll have to get you back on when the finals are over to get a little uh, recap of what happened. Yep, Cavs and seven, baby. All right, uh, we appreciate it, man. I uh, love you guys. Thanks for having me. See you, yeah. brother. I want to say uh, thanks again to Matt Hopper for joining us here um, on the Heat Check Podcast. That was a really great interview. Always enjoyed talking to him, getting some insight into what he, um, what a LeBron uh, faithful follower uh, is always thinking. So that was great. Uh, just to finish up today's podcast here on the 1st of June, we want to run through a couple headlines. Uh, right now, the MLB season, we're about... You know, a third of the way through the season, a little I think more we're than like that. A fourth of the way. Fourth of the way through the season, and obviously the big news. Like um, the All Star voting is just starting, so we're we're still a ways away. They're coming out with the first cuts. Right. Okay. So obviously the big news was Bryce Harper's um, charging the mound uh, with you know gusto, and you know no no wonder he's not a, the best outfielder in the game because the way he chucked that helmet. If you're going to throw a helmet, man, at least hit the guy. Yeah, that was... <laughs> he, like, threw it at first base. Yeah, I, maybe that's what he meant to do. Like, he maybe he saw the first baseman running in, so he knew he had to nail that guy and then run at Strickland to knock out Strickland. Uh, Probably the best video I've seen so far was the video where they put uh, Bryce Harper's helmet toss next to 50 Cent's first pitch when he threw it out against the Mets. And I got to say, 50 Cent was closer uh, to hitting the target than Bryce Harper was. Yeah. But... But, you know, it was a good fight. I think Bryce got one good punch to the face on him. Uh, yeah. The real uh, MVP of the fight, though, if you watch, was Buster Posey. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like, I do not care about Strickland. He's like, I'm yeah. so done with this guy. I'm just going to stay where I'm at. <laughs> and so, apparently, the guy, Strickland, beamed him because three years ago, Harper hit a home run off him. Good. I mean, it's, it's been three years, and this guy just People don't forget, nothing. man. People don't forget. <laughs> Never forget. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, and then, you know, the other exciting thing going on right now in baseball is Randall and I both are rooting for first place teams. Uh, the Yankees, I believe, are 30-20 and 20 after tonight. Ten games over, nobody saw that coming, but I'm enjoying it. And then the Astros. Astros right now, we're 38-16. Uh, and 16. Uh, Two nights ago, we were down eight, and we scored 11 in the eighth. And then just to put some cherry on top, we scored three in the ninth. It's getting to that point where it's almost like, uh, a Warriors game, watching the Warriors, like when the Warriors are down 25 points, you can't count them out because they can still come back. That's what the Strohs are kind of like right now. I mean, the Strohs look good. Uh, I think it's if this stays the way it's going, we're looking at a Yankees-Astros ALCS, right? which would be incredible. It'd be a fun, be a fun series. Sports Illustrated, for once, is looking like they might. Yeah, they might they're, they're, right. re- they're relevant again. Yeah. Prince not dead. Uh, 
It's good. I mean, we're getting into that time, so I think June is a dead month in the MLB. Like, you're getting to the time where you're going to see if you're going to make a trade. It, like, if June is the month that you become a buyer or a seller. So, at the end of June, we're going to see who the real contenders are that make moves, who are the people that are going to sell away their vets or sell some prospects away to get the to the next level. They say you don't make a trade unless you believe that trade's going to make you a playoff team. Uh, so, it's going to be interesting. But uh, MLB... Fun right now. All-star votes, get them in. Uh, Aaron Judge and Starlin Castro, both starters right now in the all-star game. Just keep voting for them. Give DD some love, too, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I think you can vote, like, up to 25 times a day. So I haven't voted yet, but I'm going to start. So uh, it's going to be like uh, how Zaza almost got voted <laughs> into the uh, in a, uh, NBA all-star game because all of – where is he from, Georgia? Yeah. All of Georgia voted for him. Well – if he hurts LeBron in the finals, he's going straight to the Hall of Fame for this job he pulled in the... Yeah, so, something I saw, if you can get your bookie to... Uh, not your bookie, if you're in Vegas, that's illegal. Uh, but if you can put the bet down, Zaza is a 2001 um, odds, 2001-odds to win the NBA Finals MVP. So the only way he could win it is if he continues his ankle-breaking... Uh, uh, so if he goes under LeBron, uh, hurts him, rolls him up, maybe goes under Kyrie and K-Love at the t- same time, I could see him winning the uh, MVP yeah. there. So, you know, that's that ha- that's that has a chance of happening, 2001 odds. I'd throw some money on that. And then, uh, last thing, we're going to give you a couple headlines here in the NFL that's going on. Uh, OTAs are starting right now. They'll be over, I think, uh, maybe in end of June. And then the players get a little bit of time off before training camp comes back. But Randall and I were just listening to everybody how everyone's a Super Bowl contender right now. Yeah, everybody, you know, they look great in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. You know. Uh, I hate to say it, but the AFC is already won by the Patriots. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, you know, everybody looks great in shorts and uh, pants. And, you know, as soft as the NFL can get, it's still a physical game. And as soon as they put those pads on... You know which teams are contenders and which aren't. Um, so, you know, that's just always a fun time of year. Uh, you know, the Browns right now think they can win. Speaking of the Browns, you know, Brock Osweiler came out to the media and said, you guys can watch the tape on how good of a quarterback he is. Said he's a good quarterback, just watch the tape. But the key I, is you got to watch it blindfolded. <laughs> you got to watch it, like, with your eyes closed or blindfolded and just maybe turn the sound off, too, so you can't hear anything. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. yeah, and you could also, maybe he has some good, uh, practice tape. Maybe he's talking about yeah. when he, when he's practicing, um. In the shorts and the t-shirt. Right. He looks really good. Yeah, exactly. Just, just watch that tape. Not, not actual NFL tape. Yeah, no, don't, don't do that. Maybe he, uh, put together a nice highlight tape. I, I don't know how many highlights he really had on the Texans, but. Uh, how many, he throw eight touchdowns? Maybe like three of them were a nice throw. 16 picks or something? Yeah, he looked great. Um, but yeah, you know, that's another uh, show for you here at the Heat Check. Uh, hopefully the next one we won't take such a long hiatus, but uh, we're going to give you our closing thoughts here and then call it at night. Closing thoughts of the week. I'm going to start it off here. And uh, as you can tell outside, it's heating up. 
Uh, so I'm just giving, you know, my summer wardrobe picks here in the summer. If you're not rocking jorts and a Hawaiian t-shirt every single day, uh, get out of my face. And uh, I'm giving a loving goodbye and good luck to my boy, Victor Cruz. Thank you for your time with the Giants. It was fun. I uh, hope you retire the salsa. The Bears fans don't deserve it. And uh, I guess have a load of fun with Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, it sucks going from elite Eli Manning to sucky Trubisky.